Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. Hello and welcome to Win. I'm your host, Ian Richardson from Richardson & Richardson Consulting. And today I'm joined by my friend Erica Owens from Frugal on the Fly. Erica, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to join us and share your story on Win. Erica is founder of Frugal on the Fly, which is a nonprofit that encourages people to find joy by engaging with their local community by way of spontaneous adventures and acts of kindness. She empowers people to live their best life on a budget by promoting free and low-cost experiences in Metro Detroit. She also hosts events gathering or offering resources, including free produce giveaways, pop-up free libraries, Coke giveaways, diaper drives, toiletry drives, non-perishable giveaways, voter registrations, and other efforts. She is making a difference throughout the Metro Detroit region and we're excited to have her here on the show. Erica, what are we looking out outside of that fabulous view you have there? Downtown Detroit. So we are at my, you know, home office, the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> there you go. We are, uh, we are right outside my kitchen for this recording as well. <laughs> so right there with you. Erica, we always follow a, a uh, set theme here on when we're always talking about organizational challenges, achievements, and opportunities. And you had mentioned that one of the key focuses, one of the, it's a constant quote unquote challenge or a constant area of focus is that you and your team are driven to help people find that joy through acts of kindness, spontaneous adventures, or new experiences. And to support that goal, you're having to constantly focus on figuring out, hey, what are the new resources? What are the activities that we can promote and share and gain awareness on to help assist in that goal? Tell us about that focus. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of in a unique nonprofit in Michigan uh, where a lot of times they focus on one avenue. For us, we're constantly pivoting and listening to the community to see where the need is. And so that while that's really fun and exciting, it also is a challenge because it's like we're educating the audience always on like, hey, this is our new passion. This quarter we're going to do, you know, food security. Next quarter is going to be, you know, making sure people are at the polls and voter registration. You know, so that's really it is just um, I kind of look at myself as a bridge. So how can I be of service to people in need. And then, you know, what can I offer to kind of connect the two? Or sometimes there's a surplus of something like say food and it's like, well, or mass, like sometimes I get calls where they're like, Hey, we've got, you know, 3000 can 95 masks. Can you do it? I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes, I can move those. I know exactly where they need to go. So it's kind of that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, we're always trying to make sure that we are have value and that we're 
making sure that people see us as a resource for um, whether it's just free fun and, you know, cool concerts or museum things to, oh my gosh, thank you for this. I needed help with my utilities and the website for the city was so hard to navigate, you know? So we're trying to like break those barriers of like, hey, here it is. You know, you don't have to look far. Here's a link. Here it is. Here's the graphic, like with all the details. Yeah, that that constant focus on making sure there's awareness of how much resources there already is in the community. And so with focusing and figuring out like, hey, here's what's next, here's what's next, here's what's next. I'm imagining that you have a um like a, either a pile of notebooks or or something similar with, hey, here's here's kind of like our well our well of ideas. Here's the fountain of youth on what we're gonna pursue next as a as an organization, how do you and your team choose that focus? Is it, is it driven by that community feedback? Like, hey, we hear it once, we're kind of keeping it on. We hear it 10 times. Hey, like we need to focus on it. We hear this 50 times. We got to go now. Like there's, there's a driving need. Is, is there, what are the metrics you guys use to choose that next, that next initiative? Sure. Well, um, you know, I've been rooting the community for the last several years. And so I know a lot of, you know, activists and leaders. And so there's a constant conversation, right? Of like, what's the the new need or, or or is it a constant need? You know, we never build it, right? We just need to continue um, to do so. And sometimes it's the world around us, right? Like, uh, I think it was in 2021, like around mm, spring to summer, um, petroleum costs went really high. So Oh, yeah. Diapers. Diapers ended up being really expensive. So it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, let's do a really fun give back event. Um, we did it at a um, jewelry store, but they gave us, you know, proceeds. But at, we also popped up at it and we're like, you know, your entry fee to a rifle, like drop off a box of diapers, drop off wipes. And so that was great because those went right to shelters that are serving um, women and children. And it was perfect because that was it. Like so a lot of people. I think want to be of service, but don't know how to give, right? Or want to make sure what they're giving is like going to the need and not just like, well, yeah, I could just pick the top ones that I always give to every year. But here, you know, Erica's coming through and being like, hey, did you know, like <laughs> diapers are really expensive either now or soon. Um, let's help with that. And then that, that is an awareness too, that there's a, you know, Metro Detroit di- diaper bank. Like a lot of people don't know about those things. So if you need that resource, here's the links to find it. And also, that could be something that you grab, you know, maybe once a month when you go to Costco, you just toss a box in and you know exactly where to drop it off to. Or you message me and say, hey, I want to continue to do that. Like, yeah, I remember, you know, diapers were breaking the bank when I was a mom with babies. And I can't imagine already being in need and having trouble put food on the table. And I also have to have diapers or I also need formula. So I think that's really it. It's just a, a constant involvement in the community to know um, where the need is and how we could be of service. So that constant... And usually others. It's not just about me. It's like, okay, like, let's all join forces. We can, you know, we can do a lot more as a group. Yeah, yeah. The constant, constant feedback cycle from sources and then coordination of efforts. So then the, the impact's maximized. I love that. Speaking of, speaking of impact and, uh, and, and really like a, a very large impact. 
You were you were on stage last month uh, over at the Fox Theater with the governor receiving an award for some of the impact you and your team have had, specifically a Michigan Hero Award. Take a moment and tell us, what's that award about? And what was the activity that kind of bubbled up that, uh, that garnered that recognition for you and Frugal on the fly? Thanks. Um, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Um, <laughs> the Michigan Heroes Project uh, came out, I believe, in 2021. So mm-hmm. the, um, the state of Michigan was noticing that there were just a lot of people that were doing big things during the pandemic to be of service. You know, maybe it was a nurse that came out of retirement to help with COVID vaccines or someone that was helping the restaurant industry with tips or, you know, there was all these different people just saying, oh, I I could help with this. Uh, And so there is a website so that is, you know, that they're all, all of us heroes are on that website and you can look for ones in your local area. So it was um, in March or June of 2020. So kind of the height of the pandemic, food security is on the rise. USDA Farm to Families grant was rescuing, you know, food out of farmers' fields and paying for it to be trucked to cities. And they were looking for organizations to distribute that out. And at the time, um, my son, is who was eight at the time, were like, wow, this would be kind of cool to do. And he was in um, virtual school still. So Friday mornings, no big deal. And so I'm like, let's do this. So we signed up for 25 boxes of 32 pounds of pr- fresh produce each. And we were excited about that because we've always helped with non-perishables at shelters. But at the time, like that's a lot of what the food lines were. It wasn't fresh food. So this was exciting because it was like, ah, you know, a free apples, potatoes, carrots, like how exciting. Yeah, good, healthy foods. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really important to us. And I was like, gosh, I would love to be that vessel for this. And so we popped up in a parking lot in Hamtramck. And for those that don't know, it's, you know, just outside Detroit. And in 20 minutes, it was gone. And we're like, oh my gosh, you know, I've never done anything like this, right? I was the person that was at this, at this point in my life, I was the person that's like, hey, this group over here needs volunteers. Hey, this, you know, I wasn't doing my own thing. I was like, oh my gosh, well, that was quick. And so, you know, we called back and they're like, yeah, you can get more food. And so we kept increasing it and increasing it. And before we know, we were serving over 2000 families every Friday morning. What an immense amount of impact. No. And it was fast. So in 23 weeks, we passed out over a million pounds of produce. A million pounds of produce. Yep. That is an awesome impact. And that's that's all food that got rescued from a field. It didn't rot. It didn't go bad. And then it went into families in need around the the Hamtramck and greater Detroit area. Yep. 2,000 families every Friday. it's not like right there, that's a full-time job. Have sent out that much food over, over 20, 25 weeks. But you and your team don't just give away food, right? What are the initiatives are you leading the way on over yeah. at on the Fly? And even then when we had the free produce giveaway, I was noticing like, cash, this is a community event. Like how, what else could we do? We already have the people coming every Friday morning. How could we be of more service? So I ended up sourcing um, new and used books in all ages and genres. And we did pop up little free libraries. So when families rolled through it, like, hey, because at that time, if you remember, libraries were closed. You know, there oh, was, yeah. we're still 
social distancing. And my line was that way. Like you drove up in my line, you popped your trunk, we put the food in the back, you know, so it's contactless. And so I was like, wow, you know, what else could we do? And um, it was the census year. So the census came out and we're helping people fill out the census. Um, the, it was election year. So ACLU um, came down and had information in five different languages to help people register to vote or find their polling location. So, you know, when it got cold, because it was October, so it was starting to get cold, we you know, made sure people had hats and mittens, you know, so it's like, you know, that kind of cycled through. And then that turned into two, I worked with Warm the Line, which was a national grassroots movement. So I was the Michigan distributor for that. And it was makers around the country with idle hands that wanted to help. So we thought, well, let's make stuff. So it'd be handmade, sewn, crocheted, knit, whatever, of hats, mitten, scarves. And then everyone mailed those to the cold states. So then we had early voting, which was great. So we would just go from pole to pole. And my son and I passed out, um, I think it was over 860 items to voters to keep them warm at the polls. And then they get to keep them. Like, you know, they got to keep them. Oh, so, yeah. they can... so it's like lots of different initiatives like that. We've done coat drives. Um, like I said, diaper drives. We helped with the formula shortening recently. We have done drive-through toiletry and non-perishable drives too. So we're not always giving it out. We're also collecting it. So it's like, hey, if we make it really easy for people to donate, how could we do this? Because a lot of people during the pandemic were home and they still wanted to help and they had funds to help. And we always take monetary donations, but a lot of people want to be active in the process. Mm-hmm. So, or they might not have money, but they have like, you know, one out of four canned goods to probably get slimmed down and go into a donation box, right? So we did stuff like that where it's like, yeah, drive through, we'll collect it, we'll get it to where it needs to go. And you can whip through in an hour and a half and collect a lot of items. So we had a lot of creative fundraisers and gathering of items for that. Um, We've done um, backpack and school supply giveaways. So Mm -hmm. the last two years in a row, the first 250 kids that showed up to our event got backpack stuff with quality school supplies. And we make that event too. It wasn't just a come grab your thing. So it was, we had vendors, we had a DJ spinning the event. Uh, we had STEM activities um, two years yeah, ago. Like, yeah, like all that. It puts pride in the event versus a, hey, I'm, I'm going and, and and getting this. It becomes an event where people go and, and they're enjoying themselves yeah, while, the getting, while, getting those, while getting those materials as well. Right. Even in the food line, we had Bluetooth speakers with blaring Motown music always because it's like, we're glad you're here. Like, you know, you have to wait in line. Let's make it fun. Roll your windows down, listen to music, sing and dance with all of us. So it was it was fun. Um, in March of, let's see, like March of 2021, I closed down a street in Detroit and did an all-day jazz festival as a fundraiser. So we had five different bands and it was outside, socially distanced, and you could sit in your car, roll down the windows and bring a lawn chair and listen and give back and, you know, have a party too. That's just awesome. That's awesome. And and that's really, that kind of brings out that, that before the show, you were mentioning that there is a, you've got a, a focus and this is kind of a, a strategic initiative that you're pursuing next, this next opportunity around making sure people are aware that, hey, this isn't just a local Detroit thing. This frugal living is a lifestyle. It's it's a skill set. It's something that you can take with you if you're on vacation, if you move out of state, if you're visiting friends or relatives. 
these are a set of skills that you can use anywhere. Talk to us about how you're raising that, ed- how you're how you're raising awareness and, and pursuing education around how people can use this, no matter where they're at. Yeah, for me, um, you know, what I pondered the last this past January was like, you know, what what is it about us? What are we trying to do in trying to help people with? And it was like really. The, the joy word just kept floating around. I was like, yeah, we're, we're trying really hard to help people find joy, whether it's through doing something, giving back or receiving it, right? So finding it, spreading it or creating it. So um, in January, and then I came up with like, you can see it, but the 52 ways oh, to yeah, find joy. Cool. It's a joy journey checklist, like two sides. And everything on there was free or cheap things to do, you know, um, fun, silly things, but just to like, it's, I shouldn't say they're all silly, but just fun things to break up the day. Like we all, we all kind of need that reminder of like a little injection of joy. Right. And a lot of things, um, you might not be aware of, like one of the things on there is attend the fire engine morning check at a station. They have to do them every morning. And if you have little kids, it's super fun. They have to pull the engine out, check everything on it. Everything's flaring, going around. So for me, it was like, yeah, I didn't want this to be a bucket list where you had to complete all the items. It was like, no, it's a journey. You can start in the back and go to the front. You can do five yeah. in one day. But it was really about like, it wasn't hyper local. It was like, this stuff can be, you know, anywhere, like write a handwritten thank you note and then actually mail it. Um, seek out a new park and go. You know, we all tend to do the same things in the same area all the time. And that's okay. But if you're really just in a slump and you're like, what could we do? It's like, start Googling stuff around and be like, that's our new destination. We're doing the nature trail hike next Saturday morning. <laughs> you know, that's what we're going to do. So yeah, the hope is to, and the goal for this next year going in is another joy journey checklist will come out and then really showing people that this is a lifestyle that you can embrace and do it from Denver, Colorado, Detroit, wherever. Yeah, any any town USA or really any town in the world, you well, can truly, yes. <laughs> it's and, a uh, it's a global movement because it's really just about a lifestyle, whether you're a parent or not. A lot of people follow me that you know are not parents. They're looking for creative date nights, you know, ways to save money and go do things, or ways to give back that they thought, oh, I didn't know that I could, you know, do this or that for a, a nominal price, or maybe nothing. You know, a lot of what happens is frugal on the fly is not because of me. It's because of a team of volunteers. Like they don't, you know, a lot of people are sharing all this stuff on socials. You know, that all of that are puzzle pieces to that puzzle that make it happen. It's not all funding. Yeah. No, that, that, uh, I just, I love that focus on making sure people realize, hey, that this, that skill set or these resources that you see here, there are going to be resources everywhere. You can use this skill everywhere. Education is one of those silver bullets that once you learn the skill, nobody can take it away from you. Great. Well, Erica, I really, really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on to win and share, share your story, share a bit about Frugal on the Fly. People can find you on pretty much every social media platform if they if they look for Frugal on the Fly, but we'll have links to everything in the show notes and also a link to where you can connect with Erica on LinkedIn in case you're interested in the organization, you want to support it, or you want to learn more. If you're curious about Richardson and Richardson and what we do, you can visit our website at rndar.consulting. You can find other episodes of Win, blogs, white papers, case studies of organizations that we've been able to help 
and some tools that you can use in your organization or business today to start making a difference and change the trajectory of where you're headed. Erica, thank you again so much for taking the time. And uh, I really hope that you and your family have a great holiday season. Oh, and to you and everyone listening as well. Thank you. Well, thank you. And until next time, take it easy. You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.